repeat after me. I have the life of God in me. I have the love of God in me. I have his nature and I have his ability. Therefore, 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 I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. That is Christ Jesus. That is Christ Jesus. Speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest yourself in me today. In Jesus' name. And the saints said, uh, amen, amen. So I want to talk to you. This, this is, line has been rolling around all couple of weeks. Be strong in the Lord is the title of this message. Be strong in the Lord. Huh. Bedrock truths. Number one, God cannot lie. So you can become strong in the Lord knowing that he cannot lie. Number two, his word is true and we can trust him. Crickets. His word is true, and we can trust him. <laughs> yeah, come on. Number three, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. Number four, as he is, so are we right now. And number five, God is for us. He's not against us. That is a good place to be. So this, knowing all of those things, it makes it real easy to be strong in the Lord. Strong in what he's doing, strong in knowing that he loves you, strong in knowing that he's blessed you, strong in knowing that he's prospered you, strong in knowing that he has healed you, and he is strong in knowing that he has set you up. God has set you up. Amen. So, um, passion, Hebrews 6.10, please. Woo! Come on, give me one. Thank you. Timothy is in the house. <laughs> Dude. All right. Hebrews 6.10. For God, the faithful one, is not unfair. How can he forget the beautiful work that you've done for him? He remembers the love you demonstrate as you continually serve his beloved ones for the glory of his name. Verse 11. But we long to see you passionately advance until the end, and you find your hope fulfilled. What are you hoping for today? What do you believe in God for today? What's on your shelf today? Did you turn your dream machine on today? He wants to have your hope fulfilled. Verse 12, so don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm. You ever have, Did that ever happen to you? It's happened to me. What do you do? You get around some people that'll stir you up. Amen. Come on. That's why in the book of Mark, there is, there's, there is four crazy friends that was around a paralytic. The guy was, he was paralyzed. He couldn't move. And sometimes we get so discouraged, we don't want to move. We don't want to do nothing. But there's four crazy friends that are crazy enough to pull you up the side of a house, bust open a roof, and lay you right in the front and the feet of Jesus. It's good to have some of those people around you, just in case. Right? And you think about the faith of the guy that's getting pulled up the side. Don't you drop me. <laughs> so don't lose your enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who fully received what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. That sounds like us. Huh? Strong faith, patient endurance. We've been through a lot. It's been a rough road, but here we are. We're not backing up. We're staying enthusiastic. We won't quit. We're not going to cave in. We can't. 
Stuff happens. We've been hit with a scud missile. But we still go on. So I've been on this trail. The first one was let love be the motivation of everything you do. The next time we came together, it was together we make a family. Preferring one another because God can do anything but fail. We know that. God can do anything but fail. The next one was courage is required because it takes courage to do what God has called us to do. Amen. And last time I preached, it was talking about being determined and passionately advance until the end. Passionately advance until you're done. But today is being strong in the Lord. So you can't passionately advance unless you are strong in him. Not strong in yourself. Not strong in these self-help books and all these other things that go on. Let's go to Ephesians 6.10, please. I'm going to read out of the New King James. Ephesians 6.10. Yeah, it's pretty well the same in the, in the King James, but I, I got a couple of things I want to... Um, it says, finally, my brethren, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, he said, finally, after the first... Nine verses. Well, what was that? In, in Ephesians 6, 1, he's talking about children, obey your parents in the Lord. These are not your physical parents. He's talking about your parents in the Lord, your spiritual parents, your pastors. It says, obey them in the Lord, for this is right. Number two, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. That's a good promise to hang on to. We tell our children all the time, obey your parents. You want to live long? <laughs> we'll make another. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and you fathers, do not promote your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. Verse 5, bond servants are people that work for somebody else. Be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart as to Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. In other words, do your job and don't be a slacker. Woo! With goodwill doing, verse 7, with goodwill doing service as to the Lord, not to men. Verse 8, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will see the, the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. I remember when I was working at the dockyard, um, I'm saved. And I'm just loving Jesus, and I want to work. And they don't as much. <laughs> and I was working for this. I was working with this guy from the. He was he was with the uh, Reg Force, and um, <laughs> it was only uh, twelve thirty. And he says, "I want to take off for the afternoon, so make yourself disappear." Okay, I got to work till four. And I like I, I hung on to these verses because I got my job because I worked. <laughs> and he's going, okay, listen, I want to take off, so you need to go disappear. I'm like, oh, man, how am I supposed to do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so the Lord help me, and he did. All you do is ask him, right? Verse 9, and you masters, do the same things unto them, giving up <laughs> threatening. Don't be threatening your people. Does it say giving up threatening? 
Knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there's no partiality with him. So in other words, you know, some of these people that, that think they own people and want to threaten them with this, that, and the other thing, realize that they're going to have their own little ship fixed. They'll get threatened by their higher-ups, right? So I looked up a couple of words in, um, uh, in the Greek um, for, for finally, in Ephesians 6.10, finally, my brethren, breathe strong. In the Lord, the word strong means to be empowered, to enable, to increase in strength. Increase your strength where? In him. To make strong dunamis power, which is that explosive power. God wants to build you up and, and get you to that place of strength in him. And the word power is kratos, which means dominion, um, the, the power to rule or control authority and strength. So he's saying, be strong in the Lord and in the power, his ruling power of his might. And that word might is uh, his forcefulness, ability, power, strength. So what's he saying? Finally, me and my brothers, be strong, be empowered, be enabled, increase your strength, increase your dynamic power in the Lord and in the power, his dominion, his authority, his strength, his mighty power to rule and control of his might, his mighty ability, his power and his strength. Be strong in all. In other words, be strong in him. Let him bring you up. Let him strengthen you. In the message, listen to this in the message in uh, Ephesians 6.10. I love this. It says, that about wraps it up. <laughs> I love that. that. Come on. It sums it all up. God is strong, and he wants you strong. <laughs> Mic drop. God is strong. God wants you strong. And the passion in Ephesians 6.10 Now, <laughs> cooking with gas. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for the last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. See, you hook up to him, he hooks up to you. There's an infusion, not confusion, but an infusion that goes from him to you, from you to him, and all of a sudden there's this equal flow. And it says, stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. When you start to think about that, he's got explosive power that's in and through you. Flowing in, flowing through you. Not just in you to blow you up, but through you to, to grow you up and to be a blessing everywhere you go. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. Please. King James. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant to you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might. How? By his spirit in your inner man. That word grant means just to give. He wants to give it to you. He wants to give it to you. It's like John, when he threw that ball at me, I almost dropped it last on Thursday. <laughs> and then we just passed it along, the blessing. Tried to hit Jim, but he ducked. Praise the Lord. <laughs> at least he didn't hit Linda. <laughs> that could have been her. Yeah, no, she, she would have hurt us, or hurt him, really. Yeah, again. 
So that word strengthened means uh, to empower, to become strong, to become powerful. Think about that. To be strengthened with might, to be powerful with his might. Mm. Um, the implication is that the believer is to be sufficiently strong as to be able to dominate any evil influence. Isn't that good? I'll read it again. The implicate, this is out of the Greek-English lexicon, for those of you that are students of the word. It says that um, the implication is that the believer, us, is to be sufficiently strong as to be able to dominate any evil influence. We're to dominate it. It is not to dominate us. Right? And the word might means uh, strength, ability, power, force, miraculous power. I like that one. We're supposed to be filled with this miraculous power. Uh -huh. It says the power of performing miracles, usually by implication, a miracle itself. Uh, in the vines, it says uh, an inherent ability, capability to perform anything or power in action. I like that. We got, come on now, these things are loaded. Uh-huh. It'd be like, remember Barney Fife? <laughs> these hands are dangerous weapons. Well, so are these, and this mouth is a dangerous weapon, and we got to make sure that we use it for good, right? <laughs> Philippians 4.13, please. Philippians 4, we all know this one anyways, but, but I'll, I'll read it. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Again, we're talking about being strong in the Lord. So who's strengthening you? Christ, right? The anointed one. It says you can do it because a lot of people want to dwell on the, I can do all things. But it's through Christ who strengthens you. Through the anointed one and his anointing, which strengthens you. And that word strengthen, uh, it's, it's an empowerment, enablement to increase in strength, um, to endure with strength, to become able to do something, to be capable. See, you can do all things to Christ who makes you capable. His anointing will make you capable. His anointing will make you able to do. Amen? Um, Psalms 138, verses 1 to 3, New Living Translation. Again, be strong in the Lord. And it says, I give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. I will sing your praises before the gods. Verse 2, I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness. Sounds like, that's what I thought this morning. What a session we had this morning. My goodness, that was good. It says, I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness, for your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. There's what I want to get to. Verse 3, as soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. He will encourage you by giving you his strength. Isn't that good? Well, that's a promise. Just like, thank you, Lord. You're going, to cure, you're going to encourage me today, and you're going to strengthen me today. Woo! I think I'll take some right now. Uh-huh. Am I only the only one that's going to take some? <laughs> Doesn't any? Yeah. Well, come on now. There's a Me Too movement out there. We should have had a Me Too movement right there. Me Too. I want some of that. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> if we're going to have one, let's have one. Isaiah chapter 40, please. New Living. 
No, we'll start in the King James first. Then we'll jump to New Living after that. Just because John likes it. Yay! Isaiah 40, verse 29. It says, he gives power to the faint. Who he? (laughs) Who he? I know, it's poor English, but... It says, he gives power to the faint, to them that have no might. He increases, there's a whole lot of he's going on. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, but, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Well, your strength comes by waiting upon him. Not waiting for him, but waiting upon him. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now listen to this in the New Living. It says that he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Mm-hmm. Even youth become weak. Youth. Yeah. Even youth will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. You're going to find new strength as you trust in him today. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They'll run, not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 41, verse 10 in the New Living Translation, it says this, Do not be afraid, for I'm with you. Don't be discouraged, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Come on, that's a serious bunch of promises right there. And if you know that he has you, who wants to mess with you? Who be stupid enough to want to get in your business? You don't know who's holding me up? Let me tell you a little something. You want to meet my little friend? He's big. He's huge. He's massive. And the message in Isaiah 4.10, it says, don't panic. I like that. Don't panic. Chill out. I'm with you. There's no need to fear, for I'm your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady and keep a firm grip on you. Get a hold of yourself. He's got you. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 3 and 4, out of the New Living Translation, please. He will say to them, listen to me, all you men of Israel and you people of New Covenant Ministries, do not be afraid as you go out to fight your enemies today. Do not lose heart or panic or tremble before them, for the Lord your God is going with you. He's with you right now. Right now. He will fight for you against your enemies. Right now. And he will give you victory. Come on now. Uh Uh-huh. Psalms 138, verse 1, New Living. We're going to stick with that for a minute. And it says, I give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. I will sing your praises before the gods. I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness, for your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. His promises are backed by the honor of his name. You find a promise, he's going to back it. He put his name on it. Verse 3. And as soon as I pray, you answer me. Come on. As soon as you pray, he answers you. 
Isn't that good? You encourage me by giving me strength. I like that. As soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. Mm, mm, mm. Psalms 28, verse 6, King James. Talking about being strong in the Lord. Let him be strong in you. Psalms 28, verse 6. It says, blessed be the Lord, because he has, has heard the voice of my supplication. He heard you. He heard you the first time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. No, he heard you the first time. He said, he, heard the ver he has heard the voice of your supplications. Verse 7, the Lord is my strength, my shield. My heart trusts in him. I'm helped, therefore my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song, I will praise him. Come on. Verse 8, the Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. Well, who is his anointed? Us. Us. We resemble that remark. New Living, it says, verse 6, Praise the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all of my heart, and we do. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. The Lord gives his people strength. He gives us strength. Huh. Praise the Lord. He is the safe fortress for his anointed king. Can you handle a couple more verses? Okay, Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. Colossians 1, 9. It's pretty cool because you, you, you go on these little trails and just being strong in the Lord, and then you find out that, okay, being strong in him, he strengthens you. You're strong in him. Why? Because he strengthens you. You're strong in him. Why? Because he's the one that will strengthen you. It's pretty cool. Um, Colossians 1, verse 9, it says, For this cause also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might. They're going to see that word strengthened all through the Bible. Who's going to strengthen you? The, with all the might, that might is talking about his might. He wants to strengthen you with his might or his mightiness of who he is, right? Right? Thank you. According to his glorious power. <laughs> come on, don't have me preaching to myself. <laughs> According to his glorious power and to all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks to the Father who has made us meet or able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints and light, whom he has delivered us in the power of darkness, translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Not only do we have redemption, we have forgiveness. Come on, that's, a, that's very cool. Now, look at this in, in uh, Colossians 1, uh, verse 11 in the New Living. It says, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power, so you have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. That really sums up 
the King James Version. It says, come on now, he, he's going to, he prays that you're going to be strengthened with all his glorious, glorious power. And he didn't say some of his power. He said all of his power. You think about all that God is, all that God has, and he wants to give it to you. Packed in. Passion. Colossians 1.11. And it says, two thumbs up. If I had another one in that, I'd give it three. <laughs> you don't know what she has to do back there because she's working through two different programs to anything we want to do in the passion, we send it ahead of time. And she's got to transpose from one computer to another. Like it's, it's, so the fact that she's right on, come on. Yeah, do that. Give her a hand clap. Woohoo! Thank you, Annette. Come on, I waited for nothing this whole time. This is very cool. And we pray that you be ener- that you would be energized with all of his explosive power from the realm of his magnificent glory, filling you with great hope. Wow. Your hearts can soar with great or joyful gratitude when you think of how how God made you worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely given to us by living in the light. Verse 13, he has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and has translated us into the the kingdom realm of his beloved son. For in the son, all of our sins are canceled. All of our sins are canceled in him. Why? Because we're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So everything, all of our sins are canceled. We have the release of redemption through his very blood. Mm. I found this, um, I was going through, um, sometimes you go through some of these different uh, commentaries and stuff, and, and, uh, and this is connected to, to that. In Isaiah 53, uh, verses 4 and 5, in the Amplified, it says, um, Surely, she's not here right now. <laughs> Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5 in the Amplified, it says, Okay, four. Surely, there we go. 53, Isaiah 53. There we go. That was me. There we go. Boom. Surely, he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, Weaknesses, distresses, carried our sorrows and pains. Verse, uh, verse, last part of verse, um, you know, jumping over to verse five. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Here's what I got. The verses were written before Jesus came. Amen. Right? In the New Testament, Peter rephrased them. Looking back at what Jesus did for us on the cross, he wrote that by Jesus' stripes, you were healed, right? So here's here's the line. He says, we are on this side of the cross so that healing is no longer a promise. It's an accomplished fact. I read that and I went, Ooh, we are on, which side of the cross are you on now? Come on, we're not on the promised side anymore. 
We're on the other side. We're on this side of the cross where healing is no longer a promise, but it's an accomplished fact. Fact. Because if it's a promise, then it's in the future. But if it's, in a, if it's a fact, right now, right now, healing is an accomplished fact. So is prosperity. So, so is every other promise in the Bible now. Now, okay, we got to move those promises over to the other side of the cross. So it's an accomplished fact now. Amen. <laughs> okay, last verse. Psalms 138, verses 1 to 3 in the Passion. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, Psalms 138, verses 1 to 3 in the Passion. It says, I thank you, Lord, with all the passion of my heart. I worship you in the presence of angels. Heaven's mighty ones will hear my voice as I sing my loving praise to you. I bow down before your divine presence and bring you my deepest worship as I experience your tender love and your living truth. For your word and the fame of your name have been magnified above all else. Verse 3, at the very moment I called out to you, you answered me. You strengthened me deep within my soul and breathed fresh courage in me. Isn't that good? He's breathing fresh. Can I get you to come play? He's breathing fresh courage in you today. Fresh courage. Expect to that to be released in you today. It's a good day. Brother Mervin, it's a good day. Brother Paul, man, it's a good day. Come on, we're on this side of the lawn. And it's a good day. This is a day the Lord has made. And we're going to be glad and rejoice. Well, if this is the day that he has made, we can do it on this side of the cross. Come on, if you get anything, get that today. Come on, it's an accomplished fact. Fact. Hallelujah. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.